1: Hello, welcome back to Fan Park Live. I'm Terry Fleur, joined by a Ranty today from Footy Says England 2, Nigeria 1. Uh, maybe not as entertaining a second half as we got in the first, but we want to hear your views and opinions. Whether you're an England fan, fan of Nigeria, or just watch the game in general, want to give your opinions or views ahead of the forthcoming World Cup, we want to hear from you on 0203 606-0315. Uh, Ranty, like, overall, what was your views, views on the game, both from an England point of view and from a Nigerian um, a- aspect as well? Uh, I'll start with England. I think uh second
2: half um, wasn't as great as the first half, I'll be honest. Um, I think they showed a bit of complacency, um, which obviously led towards the the Nigeria goal. I don't know whether that was down to them feeling a bit more comfortable knowing that they were the better side at the time or whether it was simply a case of, you know, uh, Nigeria coming out of the tracks. Um, personally, I think Southgate is going to have to look at how his team respond um, when they do concede a goal. Um, I would like to see how they respond, especially when they find themselves in those type of predicaments where you know they're they're comfortable, they're leading, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden a two-one a two uh, a two goal deficit turns into a one-goal deficit. You know yeah. how does the team respond to that? And I didn't think we got we were shown enough uh, i know we brought on a few subs um, but um for me i thought it was a pretty stale performance in the second half um from a nigerian perspective they were a lot better um i think the coach realized that they had they had to respond i thought awobi was a lot more influential in mm-hmm. the in the second half he obviously he was the one that scored the goal with, but he also built it up as well um the the subs the musas uh, the yeah um he holds up the ball a lot better than um uh Igarla. so um for me I think the worst signs that Nigeria can play a progressive style of football. I don't think that's going to uh be enough for them to progress fur- further than England in the in the tournament but the signs were promising I'm sure the the people that were at the game um, would have enjoyed that goal, especially um those who have travelled to, to, to Wembley um today. But um yeah, all in all um I was impressed with England in, in terms of how they approached the game in the first half but mm-hmm. I wasn't that impressed in the second half. I think Southgate would definitely look into that.
1: Yeah, I think so I I, I think your analysis is, is spot on. Um England did well. I mean they, they got the victory which is <coughs> is the most important thing. First half performance was 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 a lot better, but that response they did go flat after conceding, mm. and they they kind of found it hard to get into the game. <coughs> uh, you give a lot of credit there to Nigeria mm. up in their tempo, pushing and prodding. Mm. But I, I, you listen to the commentators throughout the course of the game, and he made a very interesting point that before the Euros in 2016, England beat Portugal. We went out after in less than less than a few weeks, and uh, Portugal went on to win the tournament. So there's only <laughs> so much you can take from 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 these games. They're more about finessing fitness. Because you saw, for instance, Danny Rose come on, yeah, he and he looks off the pace. He yeah. hasn't played a lot of Spurs this year. You yeah. think he looks half a yard unfit, which which is a concern. Because I still like to see on the left. I like to see a man naturally left-footed. I think it helps. Yeah. Sometimes you, you need to get a crossing quickly. It helps because you might get more accuracy. But he does look a little bit rusty when he plays which is a little bit of a con- which is a bit of a concern i think
2: yeah I, I i do agree i think um it's not surprising to me being a, a spurs fan um ben davis has played a lot more games than danny mm. rose uh this season or he had played a lot more games than danny rose this season and for me he hasn't been able to replicate um he hasn't been able to play the same good style of football he played the season before um, which is a, a worry and I think Southgate's probably picked up on that as well that he's not as fit as he used to be. Um, if you look at the difference between Carl Walker mm. and, and and Danny Rose, you know, Carl Walker's gone and won a, a Premier League title and he's playing first team football yeah. and he's kept that same intensity. Obviously with uh, Danny Rose he's had to deal with a, a, a long-term injury but
1: but you he's been fit he the majority of the season, hasn't he? he that, that's the well, thing. He can't get into the team. Because Potch doesn't team. play Potchishin doesn't play people that don't want to start the club. You've seen yeah, it with yeah. him and with Toby Alderweireld.
2: I think it's uh, yeah. I, obviously, there's the the whole the the whole issue outside of um, off the pitch as well. But I think if you look at his overall game this season, can you really say he's been as good as Ben Davis? And I would, the answer for me would personally be no.
1: No, he, no absolutely, yeah. he hasn't. And he's he, one of those players where. Danny Rose had not have been picked for England for the World Cup. Mm. You maybe wouldn't have been surprised based on the fact that he's not been playing him, yeah. him and uh, Luke Shaw have played about the same amount of minutes in games this entire season mm. as each other. So you sit there and think clearly Danny Rose is a better left back. There's no doubt yeah. about that, but it's whether or not he, he can be fit, whether his football is flowing, whether mm. he's, and do you know what, when these players are a little bit unfit, whether their match sharpness isn't there. Mm. It's stuff like their touch and their mental yeah. mental speed on the ball that can be impacted. And yeah. that's the kind of match fitness that he looks like he's missing, which is unfortunate for him. And we will, later on in the show, we're going to touch a little bit about... on We're going to talk Harry Kane later on in the show. Because he is the, the man that a lot of our hopes are being pinned around for this World Cup in terms of scoring the goals and getting them. I'm going to give you my take and my flavour on what i want to happen for him and what i hope that the english press and the english <coughs> sort of fan base don't go and do to harry kane should he fail to deliver also going to touch up a little bit later on on why you support who you decide to support he may be born in england but may not support them you may have moved to this country when you were younger but don't support england i really want to hear some people's views and opinions on who, the country they support and why it differs for many many people um and i just like to just tackle that a little bit but we're ready to take some of your calls now on england's game versus nigeria I believe we have an Arsenal fan on the line. It's coming through. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name?
3: My name is Shah.
1: Shah? Shah? Yeah. Yeah, hello.
3: Yeah, I just want to say, typical in and again, fucking shit game. Boring. Nothing good about it. And nothing to look forward to for the World
1: Cup. So nothing about the whole 90 minutes today. There was no entertaining factor, no good football, no good movement.
3: You saw no nothing. No urgency, no movement, just lack of ideas. Everything was nothing
1: good about it today. Okay, so I mean, look, instantly lack of ideas. This We look at the second half, which wasn't as good as the first, no doubt. Lack of ideas. Delft's ball over the top for Rashford's header. <coughs> that looked like a pretty good idea.
2: And the movement in the first half, were, I thought was, was brilliant <laughs> was phenomenal. as well. I thought Sterling in behind. I
3: think we were a Kane bit crack in me. the final third. Like, defensively, I think we were there. We were Right at the top with all the good teams. So in the final third, it's just like they just have no ideas. Like, at times, yeah, they might be, but that like, overall oh, really we see. I think they're just so boring to watch. They don't, they don't excite me when I when I watch them. Like Something like that.
2: Okay. Look. What are you expecting? What are you expecting from this England team? Because you seem disappointed in what you've seen. Like, is there an expectation you have for them going into this World Cup?
3: Well, I think they'll scrape it through the groups, right? Back and they'll go out. And I wouldn't be surprised by that because it's just typical England. Everyone, every fan gets hyped before the tournament that they'll go on a couple of a couple results. Then when it comes to it, they bottle it. they will bottle jobs.
1: Fair okay. enough. Look, appreciate your um, call. I'm, I'm, Go on.
3: Can I say one more thing? Yep. I'm telling you, they will regret the decision not to pick Jack Wilshere. They are will you, regret
1: that. Are, you, are uh, you an Arsenal fan on the line uh, by any chance? No. It all makes sense. It all makes sense now. Uh, sense now. But you,
3: not, not just Jack Wilshere. Like anyone that even Adam Lallana. But Wilshire, are you, are
1: you, do you feel like you're a bit, you're a little bit because you're the first person I've heard, whether it be fan or professional pundit, say that. Defensively, we look as good as everybody else, but but going forward, we don't. Everybody else I've spoken to says going forwards, pretty decent. It's defensively where we've got the problems. It, just, it feels a little bit Jack Wilshire supporting a bit salty. Your opinion?
3: Lack of shot in the midfield. Is that no creativity in the midfield? Like they all just pass inside. It's so boring. Like in the World Cup, you're going to have to need this, and they will regret that. Cause look at, like, I
2: think that was more like, I think that was more of the, the case in the second half. They looked pretty, pretty attacking in the first half. That's where their two goals it's came. Like,
3: it's like they were just like 5% like John Henderson. like you know, There's nothing in front. He, he hasn't got anything about him. He didn't play. Like, do, you, he do, was, you
1: like, do you support England or do you support Jack Wilshere? Or, I'm, I'm confused. England, like, I agree with the Wilshere. Like, I, I'm
3: Henderson not I'm play, angry that like. they didn't take him cause I understand why they didn't take him. But like, but
1: then need, why, if you, you understand why they didn't take him, why are they going to regret it? If, if they had someone like
3: Chamberlain instead, but
1: he's injured, I would like but he's injured completely. I'd agree with it,
3: but then like, because they haven't got anyone else who's like Chamberlain He's like got that creativity in him, so they've obviously regretted. it. Is this
2: about the game or no. England in general? Because Henderson didn't play.
3: It's just like the only. Fr- I think Lingard played all right, to be honest.
1: Okay. Yeah. Mate, really appreciate your call. We've got some more people to get to. Thank you. I, I just think he's unhappy that Jack Wilson didn't get picked. Clearly. When he when he threw that comment out, I was like, ah, uh, should have tackled yeah. c- Cotton on sooner. But England, they weren't that bad. He, for me, he's talking nonsense. There was lots of great creativity in that first half. Mm. Some opportunities where maybe the <coughs> final ball or the shot wasn't good enough, but the creativity was there. And there were still opportunities in that second half. That ball from Delph. to Rashford, for an instant. If Rashford gets his head on that and scores, it goes down as a a legitimate great goal. That ball was majestic. If David Silva played that pass or Neymar does that at the World Cup, everybody's going to wax lyrical about it. So there is creativity there. Um, We're ready for the next call. We've got another caller on the line. I think. Maybe. Oh, it's coming through now. Then we're going to go through some of the live... YouTube comments. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name? Michael. Hi, Michael. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Give us your opinions on, on England today.
4: Well, I thought the first half, I thought we were right, you know, good passing, you know, good intensity. You know, I thought we played really, really well from the start. Then I thought the second half, we went just a bit flat.
5: Because
4: hmm. obviously, after the like, night, in the second half, like, I noticed, like, they generally changed their formation and <coughs> their states to matching them. And then England just went a bit... Like, full-on stay with that. But apart from that, overall, I thought we played all right.
1: Do you agree with our previous caller who said that it w- it was boring, no creativity, no movement? He says, defensively, we look as good as anybody in the world, but going forward and in midfield, because there's no Jack Wilshere, um, England just look poor and we'll regret not taking him.
4: No, I thought we played all right. I thought, the thing is, whenever I've seen England in the past, I thought we usually start slow and boring and backwards and sideways, you know. But I thought from the start, whistle went. I thought we played it right. I mean, I noticed I was good like using the width a lot. I mean, I like the fact that we we're using the width. The only the only thing about it is is like Sterling for me. I thought he needs to work on his end products. Like 100%. great ball, he's, he's great. He's got pace. He can beat players, but he just needs to work on his on end product. But yeah, I thought the second half a bit was a bit was a bit flat out. But I don't no, I don't think we were like boring. Do you think? Do you think? Do you
2: think the the second? half performance in contrast to the first half performance was down to complacency because obviously Nigeria got the, the, the goal back and they could have actually gone on to get the equal yeah, as well. Yeah, I thought
4: because so, like, like, obviously like Nigeria is no simple team I mean they smashed Argentina 4-2 yeah, yeah. in Argentina 2-0 up
2: yeah.
4: and I thought to myself, you know, England, even though they were 2-0 up, you know, England's got to try and keep up the same intensity. I mean, Glenn Hoddle said, the fact that when when they when they were playing three five two, he was saying about how England should maybe change the formation mm. to try and use the wings a lot, to try and hit hit, hit the uh, Nigerians back three, and try and get in behind a lot.
2: Yeah.
1: That's yeah. A fair point. No, no, yeah. I, I agree. I think I think that there'll be a lot taken from that game. They they'll, they will be encouraged by their first half display. Um, yeah. I thought maybe the substitutions could have been a little different as well. I would have liked to see yeah. Jamie, Jamie Vardy thought, come onto the pitch. Yeah,
4: what um, Jamie Vardy to come on as well, because you know, because he's you know, you know, like, with Vardy, you know, you can chase those like those dead balls you see for like Leicester City. You know I mean, I wanted him to come up. I thought Rashford, maybe didn't have a bit of an impact for like the last few, few like few minutes, if you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: but. he had a shot and, and that headed opportunity. When, as an England fan, though, looking ahead at this World Cup. What's what are your personal expectations for this squad and, and Southgate and the team? <coughs> the thing is, I never really have
4: any. Like after the Euros, you know, with Iceland getting knocked out, I don't really have much expectations for England. I mean, if, obviously, I want them to do well in the World Cup, but at the same time, I don't want to get embarrassed like we usually do in like the last few tournaments. I mean, if they can get to the quarterfinals, then I think that would be a good progression from the previous tournament. Yep. Rather, and hopefully, hopefully, we don't get like massive bags like we have in the in the World Cups and in, in the um and the Euros.
1: No, no, I agree with you there completely, mate. Thank you very much for your call. Really good points. That's
4: all right. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, man. Cheers, mate. Thank you. I'm gonna go to some of these comments here that have been on on YouTube. Someone's put a um a super chat in Robert Ingram and just says, "Love the channel." He just wrote 1966 and 2018. I think that's a little (laughs) bit of a a, a bit of sarcasm in there. I'd love to think England would win the World Cup. But I personally, as an England fan, I highly, highly doubt that's the case. Uh, Danny here says, well done, England. The Nigeria team need an overhaul before the World Cup. Four players out and four solid players in. Um, There's not really a transfer window for international football. I mean, (laughs) you know this being a a, a Nigerian supporter. Yeah. overhaul is anyone who's in that squad that shouldn't be there would you bring anybody else additional in to the nigeria team
2: um i mean it's difficult at this stage i mean obviously you're gonna want uh you're gonna have to look at the the players coming into the game in terms of the youngsters and the young blood coming in but i think what they have now uh, the managers come in and he's try to find a formation that kind of sets, um, suits their style of play and I think the likes of, I, I said it when we were um, off here, I think the likes of Awobi are benefiting from it, I think mm-hmm. Moses is allowed to play them in a much more advanced position now Ian Nacho who I think is a very good player um, he's going to be able to kind of express himself at the World Cup which I think is going to be important for his development um, I, I, I mean personally you can't expect too much from a country like Nigeria in terms of uh competing on the grandest stage of them all um but i think what we did see for the 90 minutes or for the 45 minutes i thought was impressive mm-hmm. uh Ahmed musa he's got a lot of pace about him he's really yeah. dangerous um he was dangerous at the last world cup as well so um yeah there are options there and obviously naturally you want to see some sort of
1: you know fresh talent yeah content. and what would represent success getting out of the group stages definitely getting
2: out of the group stages if we can get out this, the group stages, which is a very very difficult group, we've got we've got Croatia, um, we've got Argentina, um, and then yeah. Iceland as well, I believe. So yeah, all of those teams tough. are good. It's all tough. of those all of those yeah, teams are good. So I mean,
1: Iceland won their group qualifying. Croatia. Croatia are generally very good in the group stages of yeah. major tournaments. It yeah. always tends to fall away a little bit in the knockouts for them. Yeah, yeah. And Argentina... we've without we, seeing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We've got an Arsenal and England fan on the line um, being put through to us now. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name?
3: My name is Bailey.
1: Hello, Bailey. How are you? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. Good, good. What's on your mind regarding England, the World Cup, today's game? What do you want to say?
3: Well, um... I just thought that we played very well in the first half and some of the young players were quite promising. Um, But um, I think where we're lacking this year is um, our adaptation when it comes to the second half and that. Because I thought that Nigeria did very well when it came to switching their formation and managing to sort of counter how we
2: were playing. Do you think that's down to the personnel? Because... Southgate kind of identified what you were saying and he did try and make the changes but it didn't really seem to make that much of a difference. Do you think that's down to the, the players or, or what do you think that's down to?
3: Um, I think formation helps a lot because um, I saw that they switched to having wing-backs at the second half yeah. which definitely countered us from down the flank and that's kind of, sort of how they were attacking most of the second half, getting a lot of corners from that. Yeah. So I think it's not just players that you need to switch out, it's also the formation.
2: Yeah, so do you think do you think Southgate probably needs to look at a plan B if it if it gets to a, a point like how it got today with um, England conceding?
3: Yeah, definitely, and especially saying we're conceding to a team like Nigeria, teams like Germany and especially Belgium in our group, they'll probably have a lot more sort of, like, ways to switch it around and probably couture
1: England. Which, which is true, that they, yeah. that they will have that. And I think the one thing that helps a team like England when you're playing, with all due respect, a team like Tunisia or Nigeria, these teams are good, solid international sides, but they don't have the depth and quality that a, that a Belgium has. That, you know, Belgium and Germany, Brazil, Argentina, they have... Strength in depth. <coughs> they have well. Some of these clubs, some of these clubs, some of these international teams will have world-class players sitting on the bench, ready to change these formations with. So mm-hmm. I definitely agree. That's where England need to to improve. You had something else you were going to say? Yeah, I was going say.
2: I mean, uh, you bring up a good point. There, I think my my main concern for England would be if they come up against the likes of a Germany or a a, a Brazil or a, a Belgium, obviously going into the World Cup. If they happen to be on the, the, the back foot concede first how do they respond they can't have the same sort of performance that they they showed they um that they put out in the second half No, they, you know the players are gonna to have to up the ante somehow is it gonna be a case where Southgate does look at his bench and he looks for options to change it they're not gonna have the same impact I mean yeah. you brought up a, a good point about Vardy. For me personally I think Vardy even if he's not starting he has to be Part of the team he and against, be the better sides against the better because sides because they he... are
1: they're not going to defend with as many numbers yeah, and they're yeah. going to leave room for him to be able to run in behind whether yeah. that's playing the ball into the, into the channels for him to hold it up and play other people yeah. or off that shoulder he's probably the, he's the best striker in England English striker we have at playing off the shoulder yeah, I yeah. think against the smaller teams that are going to sit back and be compact like Nigeria were in that yeah. second half really he will struggle yeah, yeah. but Against Belgium, if, we play, if, we, if we're very fortunate enough to get in front of a Germany or a Brazil, yeah. that's where I think he could come into his own. And, but what I'm really encouraged about with uh, Gareth Southgate, we spoke about this during the game, that a lot of the choices... For the england team have been there's a lot of versatility you've got yeah, Ashley yeah, young yeah. eric dyer as examples fabian delph yeah. they can play one two three positions on the pitch yeah. and i think what that also means is that we will there won't be a set england side yeah the team he plays against tunisia and 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 panama i think will change for who plays belgium yeah, one that's good on that because position. it means he's got game plans for different teams two yeah. what i've seen too much from england managers in my lifetime. <laughs> It's pretty much the same three teams play the three opening games of the tournament. Yeah. By the time they get to the knockout stages, those players are quite tired. Yeah. All the other big sides, because they've got the squads to do it, rotate throughout the group stages, yeah. and they try and keep players fresh. And I, if we can utilise that and do that a bit better this time round, like you know, the, the, whatever would happen at previous Euros and 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 World Cups, Gerard Lampard, Rooney, Beckham, all those players played every minute of every game. Yeah. And I actually think you need to sometimes say right, okay. This, you know what, bit. Harry Kane, yeah. you've played the first two games, you've scored four goals, fingers crossed, yeah, yeah, but we're resting you for the Belgian game because we've qualified, we'll bring you on if we need you, but we want you fresh for that next knockout game. That's the type of management I want to see, bold, um, progressive, and actually thinking beyond the game, that, the game that's just in front of you. And I think you need to do that if you want to have any aspirations of trying to win it. But yeah. um, listen, really appreciate your call, my friend. Thank you.
0: <coughs> Thank you.
1: Cheers. Another England fan about to come through now to have a little bit of a chit chat with us. Can't comment here. England are pathetic. <laughs> Can't cool label this England, this England team pathetic. That's very unfair. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name?
3: It's your previous caller from before.
1: What's up? Hello.
3: Uh, I, I was just what you, you were saying that like, near the end about my special love towards Jack Bush. Uh, like, I don't agree with that. Okay. So I feel like. I feel like if Chamberlain I'm giving you an example, like obviously he's not there, but if Chamberlain was there then I think England could have a real shot at this World Cup. because so 'Cause they've got a lot of like threats in their team, like Ali, Sterling, Kane. So what what What's makes
2: you other? what what makes you think that Oxley chamberlain will make a, a, a massive difference to from England not winning the World Cup to actually having a big chance of winning the World Cup?
3: Why why but would Chamberlain like, be he a, just a lot of like he has what most essential midfielders that England don't have, like that bit of creativity, that he's a runner, like, like I don't see anyone else in England's central midfield doing that. Like Maybe apart from Jesse Lingard but the rest are just like
1: Yeah average. but the, the, the thing is, that I don't overly disagree, Oxlade-Chamberlain is a very good player, he yeah, plays I'm different from everybody else but the thing is, you he's, the but he's not he's there though. From, but yeah. Statistically, he's, it it, it, yeah. it marries itself out. But we can't take him. So there's almost, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to still pick David Beckham. I'd love to be able to pick Sir Stanley Matthews. But yeah. God rest his soul, yeah, he's dead. Well, well, you know, you, there's nothing you can do about this, mate. So I don't really understand what your point is. I feel like you, you've yeah, got a well, bit of a bitterness towards certain England players. And and I, I think this is stemming from your club rivalry.
3: No, what, what I what I mean is, like, if Chambers is not there, he's someone who has got creativity. Like maybe not as like a starting eleven player, but he's someone who can do it. Lalana I'm not really... Convinced by him. who else, You tell me, who else in England before that has that creativity?
2: Well, um, Ali got more assists and goals than Chamberlain combined this season. All right.
1: so. Maybe Ali, yeah? All right. so Ali's got, I would say, delhi ali has got creativeness in him, no doubt. Jesse Lingard can create, no doubt. Loftus-Cheek, me I think, can create. Me
2: personally, but, I think, going by the first half especially, I thought there was fluidity to England's game. I thought that. I like the way that Ali and... um and uh, Jesse Lingard played uh, behind Sterling and, 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 and Kane. Okay, they didn't probably keep up the same intensity in the in the second half, but you saw there were glimpses of it. So I think there's positives in that regard. I mean, I understand the point that Wilshere is obviously talented and Oxlade-Chamberlain, you you do understand that, you know, what they can bring to... Bring...
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: A team, but I don't think we should be dismissive of the likes of Jesse Lingard, who has had a decent season for for Manchester United, and obviously Deli Ali's had a a very decent season for 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 uh, for Spurs as well. And Sterling it goes without without saying. You've got Kane dropping in behind as well, so it's yeah. a difficult one. I don't think I don't I understand your point, but I don't think bringing in Oxley Chamberlain is going to make a Massive difference, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I mean, I listened to the previous call, like the other caller. i 100 agree with what he said. Like, usually England they always start off slow. Like, uh, but this time they started off very quickly, and I'm like, I'm pleased by that. She's like, when you've got bigger threats like Belgium coming at you, it's gonna be a different story, isn't it? Like, yeah, a- yeah, of course,
1: of course it is. But then at the same time, equally there'll be more space to play. The way we played in that first half, we counter-attacked quite well, and there was some space to play into. Nigeria, I, I wouldn't... In that first half, Nigeria a little bit more open than in the second. There's also the element of when you play Belgium, when you play these bigger sides, they will give you a bit more time and space to play football yeah. because they, want to, yeah. they They actually want to encourage you to open up so they can... What, what you're going to see different when England go up against a bigger team, you're going to see what we've done in, in previous friendlies against the likes of Brazil, as an example. We will sit back and we will... I'll throw the threes out there because it's fashionable we will park the bus and try and counter so it becomes a very different game if, you, if, if England go toe to toe with Spain Brazil or Germany we will get spanked because we're not as good as them as a collective and we don't have the we, pound for pound we're not strong and we're not as good as a collective yet that, that's that's simple fundamental fact as far as I'm concerned yeah. so we need to adapt to yeah. that game so look, I think there is enough creativity in this team. There's enough quality. There's goal scorers. There's there, there's good wide men. Good good crosses of the ball. There is enough quality for us to, if we click and if we perform well, there is enough in this England team to. Uh, we won't easily beat Panama and Tunisia, but I think we can beat them. To say it's going to be easy is ridiculous. That should get us through into the knockout stages. It's not FIFA, man. You, know, you, have, to, exactly. you have
2: to you have to approach each game tactically. Like, like yeah, um... I completely
3: agree with that. Completely agree with that. Just like. I don't, I don't really see anything from this attack though. I'm not encouraged
2: by it. No, I saw a lot from the attack. I, I even guess, if it was within the first I, half. I,
3: I, I've already said it. I've been said. Defensively, I think we're up there with everyone else. The defence actually is on
2: putting. I, I, I won't even lie to you. Going into that tournament, I think if anything is going to get exposed in that tournament, it will be our defence. Yeah. Only because we're playing three at the back. That's just my own personal opinion on that. Because I think no, it's dangerous no, to play up, play free at the back in a in a World Cup where you come up a, against the likes of, of of Belgium, potentially a Germany or a Brazil who can open you up with ease, yep. with complete ease. Yep. And...
3: No, no, because I like I admit, when Southgate started playing Carl Walker in the back three, I was having a go at him, but like to be honest, I think he's got a real gem there, and Carl Walker's been all right there. To be honest, mm, yes. but,
1: like, mate, really appreciate myself. you coming back and coming back on the air. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Cheers. Uh, we're going to move this conversation on a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about Harry Kane now, actually. We spoke yes, about the attacking prowess, and I know you're a Spurs fan as well, so a man very close to your heart. I I rate <coughs> Harry Kane massively. Really? I I've, I do refer to him as I think he's the best out-and-out number nine striker in world football right now. I don't think there is a better one than him. I would trust him one-on-one in front, on goal over any other player in the world, actually. That's how much I rate Harry Kane as a striker. <laughs> I have massive concerns about him going into this world Cup though not him as an individual i think he's i don't think being captain worries him mm. i don't think um, scoring goals is a concern i think he's confident yeah my issue is when I've watched England in the last ten to fifteen years what I have seen is this inability in games a little bit like the guy said to create enough opportunities. Right. And we did have a world class striker when he was younger. He petered out towards the end, but we had a world class striker and attacker in Wayne in Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Not for me as prolific a goalscorer as Harry Kane, not as good a finisher, but a very good top class, world class at times all round player. What I hope doesn't happen to Harry Kane in this tournament is that we freeze. Yeah. Don't help create the chances for him. Yeah. And then he walks away with one or no goals. And the reason I say that is because Harry Kane right now is the, is the pillar of hope. And we saw that. We, it, it was around Rooney's neck for a long time. Before that, it was around David Beckham's neck as an example. And what I don't want to end up happening to Harry Kane is for England to fail and for him to leave the tournament as the scapegoat. Yeah. Do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. Because I've seen it happen too often to English players where we, we, we love them, we rave about them. You know, twenty I think it's 13 goals in 24 England games he's got. I know he was at the, the Euros, but he was still kind of on the fringes then. As an example, he now goes into this tournament as the main man. Yeah. And my honest, fervent hope is that we can actually create the chances and the opportunities in this tournament for Harry Kane. In terms of when you look at him in this England setup, how we want your calls on this, by the way, on 02036060315. How is Harry Kane um, going to do? Um, is, he, is he prepped for Harry Kane conversation? Have a chat with him for him. Okay, so we'll go into him on on that. Um, we'll take the call and then we'll come to your opinion. We're going to talk about Harry Kane and what he's going to do at this World Cup. <coughs> Hello, welcome yeah. to Fan Park Live. What's your name? Hey, Diego. Hello, Diego. Yes, we're, we're talking a, a, about Harry Kane now in terms of... Uh, as an England fan, what what are you expecting from him at this World Cup and what do you think he'll deliver? Well,
0: I think, personally, he's he's the best striker in the world, the best nine, the best finisher. I think there's no one... They can finish further in a, a one one situation against a, a keeper
1: so when it comes to watching him as I've just sort of sat here and said, my concern is that England as a team collectively frees he doesn't get given the opportunities to score goals and I'm worried about the English fans and I'm worried about the English media turning on Harry Kane in the same way they did with Wayne Rooney if he doesn't perform or if he doesn't get the support from his colleagues in in, in performing, do you think there's a risk that this could happen? Because we do regard him as being one of the, or if not the best striker in the world.
0: I do, because he has... Well, I think actually not that much, because I think England in this World Cup, personally, I think they don't have the the amount of pressure they have had in last tournaments, because we we have uh, expected a lot from them, and, and they haven't delivered. So maybe this one... I don't think the, the expectations are so high. So I think they don't have that, that pressure. I think they have nothing to lose. And that's why I think they took uh Doft of Cheek and uh, Alexander Arnold because they're young players that have no fear and maybe they get a chance in this world in this World Cup to, to prove themselves as, as big players and and I think Harry Kane is well if, if he doesn't if he doesn't uh, I don't know, appear score goals I think anyway, he's 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 still gonna have the fame of the best striker in the world, and, and it, the point is, I don't see this World Cup uh, affecting him anyway because he's he's. I I don't think this is gonna affect him in any way if he if he doesn't deliver because I think he doesn't have the, the amount of pressure that Rooney had or, yeah.
1: Fair enough. Thank you. Thank you very much. For your, and and in terms of England, we'll just touch on that. Um, how do you think they'll do at this World Cup? In your opinion.
0: I think actually they they if they play with the guts and with a uh, with a uh, if they're brave enough to play because Belgium you see I I just saw the lineup against the uh, the game against Portugal today it's insane like the the quality of players they have in every position it's it's amazing so if we, if we play a a good football with 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 guts and and, and nice. Nice touching and, and movement, as we, as we had in this game in the first half, which I was very, very pleased to see Uh, Lingard and, and Deliani playing together so well. I think we, we actually have a chance <coughs> to get uh, for, uh, further than we have before.
1: Mate, Diego, thank you very much for your call. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Top man. So, oh, sorry. So, look, from your point of view, we've we touched on Harry Kane here. How do you think he's going to do at this World Cup?
2: Um, I guess it's very—it's it, it, hard to say. Only because I think it depends on the players around him. I think we saw in the first half today that he linked up very well with the likes of Sterling and Deli Ali, who he knows very well yep. as well. Um, it's going to depend on the service to some extent, um, but he has also shown that he can create things for himself as yep. well. Um, he is going to have. To, to dig deep at the World Cup because he's not going to have many chances to prove his worth. We already know what he's capable of, but he's not going to have that many chances to prove his worth. And the reason I say that is because you're not playing for your club anymore. You're playing for uh, your country and you're not going to get the same intensity as you would under Pochettino. Mm-hmm. As well. um, the problem he had at the Euros for me was... He was trying too hard, number one. He was trying to take corners, trying to take free kicks, etc., and all of that. Mm. That didn't work out for him. He's going to have to be a lot more smarter, and I think being given the responsibility of uh, being a captain is going to help a lot. There's going to be times where he doesn't have to go for goal. There's going to be times where his team are going to need him to drop deep so other people can be effective in games. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to essentially be about him scoring. We know what Harry yeah. Kane is capable of in doing. Of we know what he's capable of doing, but he has going to have to show he is going to have to show an element of maturity which his team are going to have to rely on a lot. Of course we're going to want him to get the goals. we want him to be at on the end of things, but it's not always going to work out for him. It's about how he responds to that
1: yeah and, and I think how he responds to it's important, of course, yeah, but I think the way the fans and the media do it, i I often feel there's not there's not not as much pressure on this England squad yeah. as the previous three or four world Cups, for instance, have been yeah. gone to, and Rooney's been the man you know he burst onto the scene at eight at fifteen and he was going to be pele he he yeah. was going to make England win a World Cup. And, I, and what I'm happy with is that we're not saying that about Harry Kane. Yeah. He's going to make us win a World Cup because I don't want to see us destroy another top talent by burdening them with pressure and then throwing him off the edge of a cliff if yeah. he only walks away with one goal. And and I, I, I do worry because the English press love to do that. Think, and English fans, especially if they're gooners or they don't really like Spurs. Liverpool fans might go for him this year because yeah, there's been that yeah. beef this year. I think They I, do that in this country.
2: No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think for 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 Harry Kane, I think it. We live in a an era now where, you know, social media is so it's so predominant, mm. and and a lot of people now they have uh, affiliation with their clubs. So regardless of who the player um, represents for his country, if he plays for an opposing team, you you want him to do bad to some extent. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is now. So as you rightfully said. The likes of Liverpool, obviously, they've had some sort of imaginary rivalry with Spurs fans for some reason this season, even though we finished above them and didn't mention too much about it. Obviously, you've got Arsenal fans as well. I think well. that
1: was the, the Mo Salah and Harry Kane competing for the Golden Boot. It made them, it went, you know, when Harry Kane got that goal that he probably didn't touch, but he said he did, they 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 melted down over it and, and there's yeah, no right, need. But There's no it, need. But... but it's like, I think that you, and I'm not attacking Liverpool fans Specifically here, because Man United fans used to do it to Steven Gerrard if he had a, if yeah. he had a bad game, and they'll probably do it to Raheem Sterling. Mm. I'm not singling out Liverpool only here, but if Harry Kane goes a couple of games without scoring, they'll I see him. Spurs' rivals, the people that don't like Harry Kane, will get on him too much. Hundred percent, and but he deals
2: with that well. Yeah. With, the thing about Harry Kane, and this is why he, it, it's a testament to him as a striker because he loves to bounce back from criticism. Like he he gives himself personal goals, his aim. This season was to get 30 goals. He hit 30 goals this season in the Premier League. The first season where he had his breakthrough season, uh, people were saying, oh, now they know how he plays. You know, they're going to double up on him. Is that three it's years a- or four years running now? Do you understand what I'm <laughs> saying? They call <laughs> like, him a one-season wonder. So he knows how to bounce back from criticism. And I do understand your worry uh, in regards to and how maybe, they might respond. And maybe that's a benefit.
1: Because, yeah. again, with Wayne Rooney, it was never... Is he going to do it again? He was always, I can't wait Wait, to see how good he's going to be this year. And I think that expectation is, you know, I always say, like, if you set your expectations here, like, Wayne Rooney never promised us any of this. The media and the fans said, Wayne Rooney is going to be Pele. Yeah. Right? We even had the song. Yeah. yeah, yeah, (laughs) United fans called him the white Pele for a decade. Yeah. He never got to that level, but everybody was like, he's a disappointment. Well, actually, no you're the reason that he's a disappointment because you expected him to be that good yeah, yeah. where harry down. kane everybody because maybe maybe you're right there i didn't think about it from that point of view everyone expects harry kane to suddenly for four years now everyone's expected harry kane to fade away and and just walk off into the sunset so, and, and, and be and, and be a bit of a flop and he I'm hasn't saying. done that make yeah, no
2: mistake about it he'll go into this world cup knowing what people or his doubters are expecting of him at this tournament because he didn't do. We all know that he didn't do well at the Euros, but I think he'll go into this tournament. I think he'll do really well. Not just from an individual, um, not just from an individual standpoint, but from a team perspective as well. Captain level as leader. a captain, as a leader, I think he is going to set an example for mm. England. I personally, I don't expect them to go far, but I think that's another reason why Southgate has given him the captaincy. He's only 24, yeah, but he's seen him grow as a player. He's seen him from when he was young. He's seen him develop. We've all seen. And develop, and he's given him that responsibility. Yeah. and I think he's gonna,
1: he's gonna respond well to it personally. Good points there. We've got a call here from an England fan, Nigerian. N- Nigeria? We've got a call, we've got a call. I think he's an England fan, England or Nigeria. Ab said both countries. I can't, right. he, he, he supports both. Come on, cool. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name? Uh, Jibreel. Hello, mate. How are Jibreel. you? Jibril. Hey. <laughs> Good, good. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you support Nigeria and England.
5: Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I do, I do. That's but fine. There, there's actually...
1: no, no issue with that. What, what what would you like to say this evening? Um, about the match. Um, I watched
5: the
2: first half. What did you think? Hello, Jibril. What did you think
3: yeah.
2: about
5: the first half? Uh, the first half was. Was good. Um, I was very, very happy watching the game, and because the first half how they played the, the passes and the stuff around, it was so awesome. I just love it. But the problem I see with the, the first half is that um, uh, the first half was that I, uh, Nigeria wasn't that good. I don't know if England were better than Nigeria overall, so good, I think but it just seems like, like Nigeria were down. very poor in the first half. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say England was very, very, was very good. So but the second half England came into the uh, Nigeria came into the game and
1: uh, Mate, do us a favor. Can you turn down your device that you're watching the show on, please? <coughs> we might be able to hear you
5: <laughs> better. Okay, I'll do okay. that. Thank you. So uh, um <laughs> Um I uh, what, I'm going to, what I was saying. What was I saying anyway? Okay. Um <laughs> I was impressed with um Delf and Cheek like, when they came in. Okay. And they uh, were like they show some something that just seems like England didn't have when they were playing the second half that seems kind of fluff. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like a Question for you then, just just quickly on both on both nations, how how well do you think Nigeria will do at the World Cup?
5: I don't know much about Nigeria's squad because uh, I haven't been following Nigeria for a long time now. So I just recently looked at the World Cup squad and I was like, oh, I knew this guy and like, oh, I knew the name. I didn't know much about them. I follow England. Uh, England squad a lot, and like, oh, I've watched Premier League so I know a lot about them. So I don't know much about Nigerian squad. It's like um, I knew that some of them did well in the under twenties, under seventeen World Cup and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't know enough about it. So I think um, the the group is kind of tough. Um, if they get out of the group stage, it's gonna be. I'll be happy
2: about it. Okay, I think that's an achievement alone because yeah. you you look at that group, you you look at Argentina, you look at Iceland, you look at Croatia, yeah. Nigeria. Yeah. On paper, you're probably saying Nigeria finished fourth. So if Nigeria yeah. can get out of that group, and it has been called the group of death, I think, out of all the groups, if mm. Nigeria can get out of that group unscathed, then they've done well personally.
5: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And how about England? What what would your expectations be for this young, um, inexperienced England side?
5: Uh, if I want to be optimistic, I'll say we should win it. But... <laughs> <laughs> I would love but to think that but like, I can't happen.
1: see it. I can't see it.
5: I know, I know, I know, but you, you have to like you have to believe in
1: something. You have to believe in it a <laughs> bit. <laughs> like... Do you believe do you still believe in Santa Claus as well, mate? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> mate, really appreciate I mean, your call. Thank you very much for coming yeah. on the air tonight. Yeah. Thank you. Very positive fan. You don't get, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't get that a lot. But he just seemed very happy yeah, a, yeah. with what's going on, and everything like that. But listen, um, no, that wasn't Jibril C. Say God. <laughs> the, who do I know who's famous with the same name? Um, look, we really appreciate everybody coming on the Lions tonight, tuning in. Ranty, thank you very much for coming thank on for on the me, show. We're covering England's next friendly, which I think is Wednesday. Um, not far to go into the World Cup now. Lo- loads of games and stuff in between. Um, But we'll keep building up and touching on more of these subjects leading up to it. Uh, Everybody take care. God bless. And we'll see you all again very, very soon. Bye-bye.
2: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff. Shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods. All at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part?